listening to TV Confidential. On November 13th, Felix Unger was asked to remove himself from his place of residence. That request came from his wife. Deep down, he knew she was right, but he also knew that someday he would return to her. With nowhere else to go, he appeared at the home of his friend Oscar Madison. Several years earlier, Madison's wife had thrown him out, requesting that he never return. Can two divorced men share an apartment without driving each other crazy? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hi, this is John Binding. You're listening to TV Confidential. Well, let's hear it from Come on, come on out here. If you have been following MeTV these days, you know that earlier this month, MeTV used social media to organize a week-long Summer of Me classic TV blogathon, in which such bloggers as our friend David Hofstead posted regularly about many of our favorite classic TV shows from the 50s, 60s, and 70s. And that got us thinking, us being Tony Figueroa, Donna Allen, and myself, about what we like about MeTV in general. As a matter of fact, not too long ago, well, in between segments of This Week in TV History, Tony and Donna and I were talking about some of our favorite TV shows on MeTV, one of which happens to be the odd couple. Yeah, I, I'm loving it. I am so happy I got made TV between, uh, well, I, I, I have, I, I've been watching Rockford, Odd Couple, Svengooley, and, uh, Barney Miller's Antenna TV, so I, I, will, yeah, I well, get that. They took Rockford off for the summer, but they completed the cycle and they started again with the first season. So it's the season where Felix wears the big the, the, the very 70s pants and shirts. He yeah. Has. You know, it's funny because you see later on, and he wore that blue shirt with the polka dot with, that he would wear untucked. Yeah. Which seems so unfelix like. Yeah. But it's, you know, for that bit where Oscar's drying his hands yes. on the curtain, and yes. then he reaches over and uses yes, the shirt. Yes, that was just tail. done for the opening sequence. Right? Yeah. Which, which Tony was, Randall, you know, uh, connect, makes eye contact with the right. camera. Uh, yeah, which, you know, like such a perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Bit. Yeah. But I forgot that Klugman had a different wig for the first season, mm-hmm. which I'm not sure I like. I mean, it looks more I mean, it, it looks more like a wig, whereas the one that he wore from the second year on. Yeah. I mean, I, when they when they went before a live audience and different lighting and all much, that, much yeah, better, much wig. better, much better wig. But uh, but then the other the other weird thing is. In one way, he's kind of channeling Mathau with some of his inflections, mm-hmm. and I know he stood in for him, or he filled in for him, but the other weird thing is, and maybe it's just the era, but it's like, I like Jack Klugman, and I realize it's the character, but he's like, Oscar's more of a playboy the first season. That's kind of yeah. weird. Mm-hmm. That's kind of weird. But Well, I, I think they wanted a little contrast, and even though they in the first season they didn't have the monologue, you know, Felix always wants, wanted to go back to... Gloria. Yeah. Uh, but Oscar never wants to go back to Blanche. Oscar right. is going forward, new, and it's almost like Oscar is having a, a rebirth in bachelorhood. Yeah. Where uh, Felix has trouble letting go. Yeah, but remembering that 
Jack Klugman was 50 at the time. Yeah. And they're putting him up with 27-year-old actress. Yeah. That's... Yeah, that's 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 the only part of those episodes that makes me cringe. The one you were watching yesterday, he's hitting on the three models, and I'm just thinking, this isn't funny. It's creepy. I know. It's, yeah, exactly. when he's old enough to be their father at or, that point. Or yeah. there is, or there the the one like a couple ones earlier where Felix makes lady fingers, and uh, I, f- I forget what the plot was, but there's there's a redhead with big hair, and she wore like a Barbara Eden miniskirt that like just comes up to her groin and that's it, you know. And it's like, and when she sits down, you see all leg, and he's like you know, practically leering on her. It's like, and I like, and again, I like Jack Klugman. That just that, yeah. I, I mean, I'm enjoying the show. It is, it's so much of the time period, and yet some of it is timeless. But it still makes me. The second and third year shows especially, they still make me laugh out loud. Yeah. I think Gary Marshall did make the right choice in making it a a three camera, you know, well, where the audience is actually well, according, honest according, reaction. Well, according to Klugman, that was Tony and Jack. That was Tony and Jack? That was Tony and Jack. I mean, they were, they hated the laugh track, and they finally convinced the network to let them do it live. And... That's when they really hit their stride. Because I think some of the funniest moments when we look back are from the live audience. Oh yeah, password. Well, or or even even throwaway bits like when they had Al Al Molinaro, uh, who is it? And and they, they opened the, the and little, it's his nose. Yeah, <laughs> the, uh, the speakeasy door. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that and uh, yeah, and Al Molinaro, I don't think gets enough credit for his contribution. He was very, very. Very funny, and it's like he, even though he had a much longer run on Happy Days, on Happy Days, to me that was his reward for doing a good job on the Oz Couple because they never really, they never really gave him anything to do no. on Happy Days. Whereas, I mean, yes, sometimes they would, he would play the ukulele, or whenever they needed to rehearse something, they would find, they would give something for Murray to do, and he was always funny. Yeah, but it, he could. Yeah, sometimes they just needed to counterbalance. Like the couple weeks ago, they showed the one where they both lose their voices. Oh, <laughs> Murray comes in and says, "I'm deaf," <laughs> and you can tell even Klugman had to turn away. <laughs> he he did, you know. And the thing is, a dozen other actors would have read the script and got this is. Stupid. Yeah, and he just commits to it. Yeah, uh, I mean that's. I mean <laughs> because it wasn't a stupid show. I mean, Gilligan could get away with it. Right. Herman Munster could get away with it. Maxwell Smart could get away with a line like that, and you wouldn't even think twice because you know they they had uh, adjustable IQ points depending on episodes. You know, but uh, you know. Odd Couple was a, a lot smarter than that, but they were a, he was able to pull off something like that. No, and, and, and again, Murray was not stupid because yeah. you know you can't you 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 can't be a cop and be stupid. I mean, nobody wants a stupid policeman, even though people make even though cops yeah. are not popular, not, not always popular. I mean, you know, cops are not you don't you don't become a good policeman unless you're smart and show dexterity and stuff like that but murray was just sort of on a different wavelength than the other characters on the show but mm-hmm. that was his character and he was always very 
very funny. And he was the only character in the ensemble that lasted because he, you know, of the of the poker players. Of the poker players, I mean, a uh, speed, speed Speed showed up at the final episode, and then yeah. Speed showed up every now and then. But and then uh, Larry Gelman showed up. Uh, up until like the third year, but you're right. Murray was the only one that stayed on, and it is yeah. The the the, the poker game I think kind of died when they went to three camera. Yeah, you did not see. Uh, I think uh, there every, was, well every, every every now and then, like the Monty Hall episode. Yeah, the first Monty Hall episode. I mean, they that opened with the poker scene, and uh, uh, and there were. But you're you're right. That one that one kind I of. I think that, you know that single camera kind of where you can kind of go you know the table and get the different angles. I think it worked. It was definitely something taken from, you know, the stage and and, and, and the, and movie, the movie, right? And, and, and the movie version, but you know, it, it seemed to lose something. I, I love the one where uh, Murray arrests them for gambling. Yes, that he's always part of the game, and then they get into the cell, and Felix wants to have a formal introduction for yeah. every. Which I, you know, as a kid, I just thought that was hysterical. But uh, I, I would love to do a, a stage production, but set it in the 60s. You know, don't try to update it. Try right. to keep it and cash in on, you know, the Mad Men craze and, you know, have, you know, the wardrobe and do everything. Do it as a period piece. Do it as a do period, period piece. piece. Okay, that's a good and, idea. Uh, but, you work. know, not try to bring it up to date or anything like that. Just do it at the time. That means the phones had rotary dials, you know, and, and everything. The wardrobe, the hair, the, everything had to look. Like like people did at that time of the poker player ensemble. What was what was the name of his accountant? The actor I don't was, remember. The actor was, Ryan, the actor was Ryan, Ryan McDonald, but uh, there was Speed, Vinny, Murray, and and the fifth one. Well, yeah. Well, the accountant, Oscar's accountant, he was the first to go. He was. I mean, yeah. he, they they dropped him after the first thirteen episodes. And yeah. Had, I I think they they were able to get more fodder of Oscar not having an accountant. Right. <laughs> Than him having an accountant, so, because there were many episodes about his finances. Oh, like and the, if he had an accountant, he wouldn't have the, you wouldn't have the father. Oh, right. the 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 one with the tax return, where Felix reports him to the IRS. And yes, then, and they come to his rescue at the very end. <laughs> yeah, because he wasn't deducting his alimony. Yes, but um, yeah, if we looked at it now, also because I remember as a kid sometimes. It was presented, Felix was right and Oscar was wrong. Yeah. Because Felix was neat and Oscar was sloppy. And I remember a lot of times, you know, the condition of my bedroom, well, it looks like Oscar Madison's room. It should look like Felix Unger's room. It's like, you know, in hindsight, it's like Felix Unger was much more sick in the head than Oscar ever was. Well, yeah, that's that's right. It was, you know, so one was just bad habits. One was the sign of a sick mind. (laughs) It was... The cleanliness was a sign of a sick well, mind. The sloppiness was just bad habits. Even, even the, like the first, the one where they get arrested for scalping, yeah. where Felix has the famous, you know, assume scene in, in yes. court. Uh, which on YouTube they end it at the when they run the clip on YouTube they end it at that, you know. But then if you watch the actual episode, uh, it reminds you of. That very same point, which is Felix never knew when to stop. Yes. Uh, which is one of his many neuroses and many character flaws, and which goes back to the whole incompatibility thing. And yet, it, it, when you watch that show today, you wonder why Oscar didn't kill him. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> 
five years ago. Because <laughs> Oscar had the patience of Job. But obviously he he liked them and put up with them, and that's the genius of that. Yeah, it, it, it is funny, you know, with all of his qualms, Felix had no moral problem against gambling. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. He, he, he didn't have any problem with gambling. He didn't have... Uh, or there there were times when even when he was seeing Miriam, he would date other women. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so obviously he didn't... But <laughs> always, you know, he wanted to go back to glory. Or even, or even, even when he was dating Miriam, he mm-hmm. was going back, you know, he was still pining for glory. Yeah. So. The other thing is, and this is, is what it is, and maybe it's because Tony Randall kind of looked like Bob Cummings, mm-hmm. and there were times in the early episodes when his inflection was like Bob Cummings. Mm-hmm. There was a time when Bob Cummings was considered the hip male mm-hmm. of his time, which is kind of funny to look at right now. Mm-hmm. But it's just so it's kind of hard to get that image out of my head, you know. But that aside, I mean, I, I, more often than not, that show still makes me laugh out loud, which is a lot. Which, which says a lot for a show that's in its fifth decade right now. That's a great show. You can now purchase T-shirts, mugs, caps, hoodies, wall clocks, and other gifts with the TV Confidential logo from the official TV Confidential merchandise shop. For more information, go to televisionconfidential.com forward slash merchandise or cafepress.com forward slash TV Confidential, cafepress.com forward slash TV Confidential. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay Area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411. Or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.